Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, September the 18th, 2022. It is currently 3.59 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios, located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I believe if you take the time to write an article that sets forth some ideas to resolve a problem. You set forth to write an article on a website that supposedly has the solutions to a serious problem. And then someone ta- looks at that article, reads that article, and realizes your suggestions really, they're really not that helpful. They really are not going to do anything. They really, there's no real practical value to them. You use a lot of words, but when you look at the supposed solutions you're putting forth, the proposed solutions you've come up with, if you really don't have any meaningful solutions, I'm going to suggest I'm going to argue the problem may be far more serious than you even think it is, and it may be so serious that there isn't even a way to fix it if the best you can come up with are things that are not even really helpful. It's just, you're just throwing a lot of words at something. So if there's, if there's a major problem, and then people say, okay, we're going to come up with solutions, and then you look at those proposed solutions, and you're like, whoa. What do we even do with that? How do you even how do you even put that into practice? Would that even come close to solving the problem? In other words, you look and the solutions really wouldn't even come close to fixing the problem. Your problem may be far more serious than you even pretend that it is. And I'm going to suggest today on this Sunday afternoon September the 18th, that the problem of Christian disunity, that the problem of division within the body of Christ, there is discord, there is division, there is disunity, there is schism, there is arguing and fighting and disagreement, that it is so bad within Christianity that it's a problem so overwhelming that even when someone sets out to say, you know what, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to grab a computer, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tap, I'm going to type out my solution, seven solutions to fix the problem. Here you go. And then some Christian websites like, wow, those are great. And then they publish those so, so-called solutions. And then when the us, the readers look at them and like, that, that's the best you've got. That's not going to fix anything. That's not even a real solution. That tells me the problem is worse than anyone wants to admit. And I'm making the argument that the problem of disunity, disagreement, discord, um, it's so bad within the body of Christ that for the most part, everyone's just kind of shrugged their shoulders and and, and they're like, who cares, right? Now we still spend a lot of time telling everyone else that they're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You shouldn't even be behind the pulpit. You shouldn't be, your theology is wrong. Your false doctrine, you're a false teacher. We're good at doing that. But as far as the complete, utter destruction of the concept of unity, Christians are just like, yeah, whatever. I just got to find the people I agree with. And I, I, I think maybe when we no longer even care, but the Christian Post, 
They decided to publish an article to fix it, I guess, to give us the solutions. And we've been working through those solutions. Now, remember what I'm doing is I'm giving you one of their seven solutions in each episode. These episodes are short because I'm really, one reason they're short is because their solutions aren't, I mean, they're basically meaningless. They're just like, their, their words are just vanity, vanity of vanity, meaningless, 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 meaningless. They're, they're in, they don't mean anything. They're words, they're words without any real substance. It, it, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. I'm like, if this is the best you can come up with, like you're like, man, okay, look, guys, we got this major problem of disunity and division in the body of Christ. We're, we're going to set out to fix it. Okay, all right, I, I've got to come up with my solutions. And you come up with the solutions and you present them to everyone. You think someone would have been like, that's, 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 your, that's like your top seven? Okay, maybe we shouldn't post an article about this. You know what? Never mind. Just forget it. Let's just, let's not even approach the subject because clearly we don't have any solutions. Now, if you don't believe me, go back and listen to all of the episodes so far in this series. But to save you time, I will review what we've covered so far. Here is what we've been given. Number one, to bring, this is the first step to unity in the body of Christ. The first step to bring unity, to get rid of this division and this discord, to bring peace. The first step is recognize that unity is very important to the Lord. (laughs) So the first thing we're supposed to do is just remember, God believes unity is so very important. And I'm like, well, if it is, Clearly, it's not that important to Christians. Clearly, it's not important to us. Okay, so I don't know how. Hey, guys, if you'll all understand that unity is important. Okay, well, I think even if we believed all unity is important, that does that's not even a real step because no, I don't I don't think nobody, even if we want to believe it's important, you can only believe it's important for so long because at some point you're just going to you're just going to throw your hands up in the air like, never mind, I give up because because there's well, I mean, what are you going to do about it? What is anyone going to do about it? Number two, we're supposed to learn, (laughs) this one cracks me up. I'm supposed to learn to appreciate the diversity in the body. Now, I don't know how I'm I'm supposed to appreciate diversity in the body when you're talking about, well, other quote unquote, how how can we say this? Other, Other forms of Christianity, other streams of Christianity that make truth claims that are absolutely opposite to the truth claims I'm making. Their truth claims can't be true, and my truth claims be true. Someone's got to be wrong. So how can I appreciate diversity when it's not diversity? It's completely different doctrinal claims. It's different theological claims, doctrinal claims, and both sides claims that their theology, their doctrine is true, which implies the other is false. So, hey, I'm going to learn to appreciate all of these opposing doctrinal truth claims to mine. Why, why, why am I going to appreciate someone, some other doctrinal system that says you're wrong? I don't know how that's supposed to fix anything. Number three, find some common ground in Jesus. Have really no idea exactly what that even means or that even looks like. Hey, we've got some common ground. Do you believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. Oh, we got common ground. Oh, but I believe you're a heretic in every other way. I, I, I don't, I don't really know what that's supposed to do. Number four, make an effort to understand your brother or sister's perspective. Now, I do like this one because you should seek to understand the different perspective. 
But I will argue the more you understand, the more divided you will become. The more clear other people's doctrinal claims are, the more Pers- the, the more you understand them, the more precise they speak them, the more clear they define them, the more divided we will become. Because you'll realize this is just not like, well, they have your their opinion, your opinion. No, they believe their doctrine is right and your doctrine is wrong. And the more you understand their doctrine, the more you'll see just how divided you are. I don't think it would bring unity. I think the more we seek to understand the other perspective, the more we'll realize we cannot, well coexist with that other perspective. We can't, in a sense, fellowship with that other perspective. And today we come to number five. Refuse. Refuse to caricature those you differ with. Refuse to caricature those you differ with. Now, if we look up the word caricature, just so that maybe, it, I don't know if you're familiar with the term, if you're not familiar with the term, but if you look up caricature, caricature, I was going to just play the word for you. It is a picture, description, or imitation of a person and whose certain striking characteristics are exaggerated in order to create a comic or grotesque effect. All right. In other words, you we caricature we, caric- we we create a caricature of our of our those we disagree with philologically, right? And a way we the way we describe them, the way we picture them is a is not accurate. It's just a caricature so that we can then tear it down, mock it, or destroy it. Sometimes people will do this with mega church pastors, or, and you create a caricature and then you destroy it. All right. I, I can I can understand. Um, in other words, it's an exaggeration by means of often ludicrous distortion and uh, of parts or characteristics of a person. So, in other words, you you almost you create this almost ludicrous image of the other side so that you can mock it and destroy it. Now, I agree, creating a caricature of someone is not a good thing. I agree that we should, as they say, we should refuse to caricature to caricature those we differ with. We should refuse to caricature those you differ with. I agree we should not do that. In other words, we, we, we should always accurately describe them. I'll give you an example. I cannot stand, and you'll see this a lot on social media, especially on, I've seen it on Twitter, where someone will take like a two-minute clip, three-minute clip, clip of, say, Stephen Furtick or some other famous preacher, and they'll put it on a, in a tweet. Just two or three minutes, you have no context. In many cases, you have no idea where when the sermon was preached, the name of the sermon, nothing. Do you think anyone stops and goes, well, where's the rest of the sermon? Wait, I can't. No, no, no. People just like, boom, 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 boom. He's garbage. If he cared more about his the study of God's word than he does the clothes that he's wearing. And what is he wearing? That's ridiculous. He looks so stupid. Is he trying to look like Justin Bieber? What is this nonsense? He thinks he's cool and it's just like attack 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 and nobody's like well wait a minute i know i'm not saying i would agree with stephen Furtick, but see my approach would be well let's review the entire sermon then now guess what i'm not going to create the caricature i'm going to try to get to the truth but once again i believe the more i'll go back to to the to number four understand the other perspective and refuse to create a caricature. I think the more accurate, 
I try to see the other side. In other words, I get away from the caricatures. I get away from misrepresentation. And I truly try to understand, say, the, the, the essence and the truth uh, and are the essence and the basic foundation of charismatic theology. I think it will only make me hate it more. It will only make me loathe it more. It won't make me, it won't bring me closer to it. It will make me realize that what I thought I disagreed with is accurate and I really disagree, disagree with it more. Um, I'm obviously in on the reform side of things. The more I understand, say, Pelagianism or semi-Pelagianism or Arminianism, guess what? The more I disagree with it. Now, I should not create a caricature of those who hold to an Arminian theology or a Pelagian or semi-Pelagian theology. I shouldn't create a character. I should seek to understand their perspective. But I think the more clarity one is given, the more the more clear our differences become the more clear there's a reason we are divided. This is the idea that, hey, don't create a caricature. I agree we should not create a caricature. We should not create some ludicrous concept of the other side and so that we can simply mock it and tear it apart. I am in complete agreement we should not do that. This is what they say. Uh, we, we will get a lot of cl- likes, clicks, and amens to our name-calling rhetoric. But all that means is that carnal people are applauding our carnality. Anyone can call names. Anyone can mock and caricature. But it takes patience and grace and humility to speak truth, truthfully about fellow believers with whom we differ. I do believe we have to speak truthfully. Look, on one hand, I completely agree with this, right? Understand the other perspective. Don't misrepresent it. Don't create a caricature of those you differ with. Do not do that. I completely agree with all of that. I just disagree that that's going to bring unity. The more we understand, the more clear we understand the different perspectives, the more clear it will be that we cannot, we're not preaching the same thing. We're not teaching the same thing. We don't believe the same thing. We're not interpreting the same way. I'll I'll give an example. I may hear, I'll just use this as an example. I may hear a Lutheran speak. And I will absolutely love that they draw this amazing and correct distinction between law and gospel. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's wonderful. I love a Lutheran theology for that distinction between law and gospel. And, and, and that there's some really, and that, and that real focus of preaching Christ and him crucified for our salvation, grace alone. There's so much about Lutheran theology. So if I just stay on the outside, right, I may actually think, wow, but the more I look into Lutheran theology, well, then I realized that they'll take a baby, sprinkle it, and say, voila, his sins have been washed away. Look, meet your new brother or sister in the Lord. Look, this baby has been basically regenerated. This baby, baby has now become a Christian. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's baptismal regeneration. Guess what? Now I've got a problem. So the more I understand, the more divided we become. I don't believe clarity. I don't believe understanding. I, I believe if we re- remove all the caricatures and we remove all the misunderstanding, we will just see how divided we actually are. I think the caricatures and not trying to understand other people's perspective simply show the carnality and how we handle our differences. 
I think when I think this this, this is not so much how to bring unity. What he, the, these principles are more like how do we deal with the fact that we are so divided? Well, you know what? I I don't misrepresent someone else in Christianity. I actually, uh, I want to try to understand their perspective. And guess what? I don't create a caricature of them so that I can just simply destroy them, mock them, and humiliate them. All right. That's how we handle our differences. It, that, that, that doesn't mean if we do that, we're going to, this is a step to unity. This is, this is presenting it as it's going to bring us closer. And I'm arguing, no, it will be more godly to handle our division that way, but it's not going to bring more unity. It's just going to make the differences that much clearer. I agree. Don't don't create a caricature of someone. But I I'm, I don't want to pursue how we create caricatures of people. I don't want to I don't want to pursue that because that's not the purpose of this series. This series is going. Give me your best. Give me your best things that will bring unity to the Church of Christ. Bring unity to the body of Christ, bring unity to Christianity and the best they've got. Hey, recognize that unity is important to the Lord. Hey, learn to appreciate the diversity. Hey, number three, find common ground in Jesus. Number number four, make an effort to understand your brother or sister's perspective. And number five, refuse to caricature those you differ with. And that's the best they've got. How does that fix one thing when it comes to disunity? How does that fix one thing about the division? How does that fix one thing about the discord, the schism? Now, I believe that these are some godly principles on how to handle and act in the midst of our division. So I, but that's not what this article is set to do. This article is supposed to be put, giving us steps to bring unity. I will condemn the character when we create caricatures of others and humiliate and mock. I will condemn that when we when we speak from a position of ignorance and not one of understanding, and we clearly misrepresent our brothers and sisters' perspective. I will complete. I will. I will agree with you and condemn that. Still won't bring about unity. I don't want to misrepresent charismatic theology. I don't ever want to rep- misrepresent it. But the more I know about it, I don't want to create a caricature about it. But you know this, I loathe it. I hate it. I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to be a part of it. And I never will be a part of it. I don't want anything. I don't, I, I believe charismatic theology should be wiped off the face of the earth as far as my theological perspective, that it should not be even, it should go start another religion because it's not Christianity. That's how much I dislike it. I don't want to create a caricature and I don't want to misunderstand it and misrepresent it. But the more I look at it, the more I learn about it, the more sermons I listen to it, the more books I read from it, the more I, I I'm like, nope. Nope, 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 no, no, no. Didn't bring unity. So I it's just crazy that if if this is if you if you come up with a list of solutions to a problem and your solutions are useless, I think that tells me the problem is so great that we can't even come up with solutions to fix it. These episodes are supposed to be short, so what do you think? I still want your three suggestions. I still want your three suggestions. Three things that could possibly bring unity to the, to the body of Christ. Three things. You, you can throw anything you want out at me. You can throw anything. 
newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Is there any way to bring unity? Look, I think we can be divided. Well, well, let me state this. It's not that we can be. We are divided. I think in our division, we can try to act in a way that is godly as possible. In other words, we may be divided and we may may never be able to work together and we may strongly disagree, but we can at least make sure we have understanding and we can make sure we don't create caricatures. There you go. Now, that's not going to bring unity, but it will help us. So if you want to write an article, hey, here are some things we can do to conduct ourselves correctly in the brokenness of a divided Christianity. That would be a different article. All right, I'll stop there. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. God bless.